everyone. Thank you for listening to The Death of VHS, the movie review podcast. Please remember that the language and topics might not be suitable in a typical work environment, as there might be strong language or triggering topics during the review of movies, ranging from a G rating to an R rating. Thanks again, and enjoy the show. So imagine being a teenager with dreams as boundless as the cosmos, getting a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to train at NASA's space camp, only to find yourself accidentally launched into orbit. This is the thrilling premise of the 1980s Space Camp, a blend of science fiction, adventure, and youthful enthusiasm. It is a nostalgic journey that reflects the space race euphoria of its time and encapsulates our age-old fascination with the final frontier. Now, with an 80s star-studded cast, including Kate Capshaw, Leah Thompson, Larry B. Scott, a young Joaquin Phoenix, Tate Donovan, Tom Skerritt, and even Terry O'Quinn, you're in for a mild ride. In this retro game, a band of misfits, each grappling with their own quirks and dreams, have to band together when their training takes an unexpected turn and they find themselves aboard the Space Shuttle Atlantis in actual space. It's the Breakfast Club meets Apollo 13, if Apollo 13 had a lot more plot holes, with maybe a smidge of Spielberg magic if he were in Hufflepuff. Tune in as we deep dive into the heart of Space Camp, exploring its storyline and characters and what we loved, if anything, and what we hated if time permits. So strap in, engage your thrusters, and prepare for cosmic adventures with the death of VHS. I did say mild drive. I love it. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, that pretty much gave the premise. <laughs> Mr. Jones, would you like to give us some uh, some details there? Absolutely. So Space Camp is directed by Harry Weiner. It's rated PG. It's a action, adventure, uh, sci-fi, uh, and family film. It's got a runtime of an hour and 47 minutes. It was released on June 6, 1986. It had a budget of... uh, I actually found two numbers for it. I couldn't nail down the exact budget. Um, So I'll give you both. Uh, According to Google, it either had an $18 million budget or a $25 million budget. Um, Which in 2023, that would be $50 million versus $69.3 million. It had a gross... uh, Either way, it was too much money. Oh, yeah. I I agree, 100%. But, uh, you know, going into space is expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. So it it had an opening weekend of $2.9 which would be $8 today, and a gross worldwide, um, after its entire run was over, of $9.6 which would be $26.9 today. So it didn't do very well at the box office. It only made back... Um, about half of its budget, depending on which budget you take as the actual number. So it, it didn't do really really all that well in the box office. So, yeah, that's uh, not a very good showing for Mr. Harry Weiner and his space camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's well, a lot of reasons why. Yeah. <laughs> not just the movie quality. 
but <laughs> a lot of reasons why. Well, yeah, we'll get into into that. <laughs> so we, we basically, with the intro, we went over the synopsis. Because a, a, a group of kids go to space camp, uh, and and through some really terrible adult oversight, find themselves in space for real when the shuttle is is launched into orbit. So let's talk about your. I mean, I don't know if you have a favorite. Maybe just have a best and worst. Uh, scene or a character or line that you want to talk about? Well, how about you go, Oni? Uh, I can't cop out and say the credits. Was well, my favorite. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll pick some real stuff here. I, my favorite, I think, my favorite scene was uh, when Max, the this is the kid, the the tag along kid that every eighties movie has. Um, when he freaks out and sees the void of space, I think that for me was probably the realest part of this whole movie from from start to finish. Only because he just, that's the real emotion. And this is uh, Joaquin Phoenix's first go at everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's his first movie. And that was, that right there was the pinnacle of the movie for me. That they're like, oh crap, we're really actually in space. I'm going to die. And he just starts freaking out, which you expected about, I don't know, 20 minutes prior when they launched, <laughs> which was the worst scene for me. Like, I don't... <laughs> they they didn't freak out at once. Like, yeah, we trained for this. No, you went to space camp. Like, that's not anything what astronauts go through. Yeah, you get to play around with everything that they play around with, but, th- like, it just... Everything was just too calm and relaxed, like, if you're launching somebody, if, if a launch happens, every single one of those chairs in that room would have been, like, filled. Like, it was just frustrating mm-hmm. to, to see that. Uh, but, yeah, that that's probably my favorite and worst scenes. And also, any time that kid quoted Star Wars, it was just real cringy for me. Like, <laughs> I've, I've been trying to, like, imagine myself, like, at that age. Even, like, if I like space... I wouldn't be spouting off a Star Wars quote, reference, anything related to Star Wars every two seconds of talking. And I talk a lot, so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, did not like it. (laughs) How about you, Jones? So, okay, favorite scene, um, probably... Probably when we first meet that weird little robot whose name I can't even remember now. Um, Jinx. Jinx. Oh, my there God. Go. Jinx. Yeah, so. Thank you for that. Um, so that that little robot guy is probably my favorite person in the whole movie. Um, so I, I'd say any scene with that little weird robot is my favorite. Um, the least favorite oh boy yeah probably anything involving max he just really annoyed me the whole time um i have no idea that was joaquin phoenix until i looked the movie up on imdb after to look at the cast list um i had no idea that was joaquin phoenix um so that's that was his start i'm glad he stuck with it um i'm glad people still gave him a chance after this because, boy, oh, boy, yeah, like, all the quoting of Star Wars, like Oni said, like, I, sh- I should have loved that, like, you know, this was only three years after Return of the Jedi, so, you know, I get it, it's kind of fresh 
it's a sci-fi movie, so yeah, let's throw some some uh, Star Wars references in here. We have a droid and everything, mm-hmm. but oh boy, it got really old really fast, and um, I just really did not did not like that uh, aspect of Max's personality. Uh, really, any aspect of it, but that one really was the the worst one for me. Uh, so so yeah, Jinx. Uh, sorry, I forgot your name. You were definitely my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I can understand you guys' point of view. I think as a kid, the the only reason I connected with it was because I al- I always wanted to go to space camp, and I definitely had those typical dreams of you know being a you know the, the typical jobs of astronaut, police officer, firefighter, you know all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And so I think that with Joaquin Phoenix's character being as young as he was, being with the rest of the crew. As a kid, it's like, oh, I can see myself as him just because, you know, he, he was, you know, uh, he's a little older, but still, um, you're able to get, I was able to connect at least a little bit with that and go, yes, I, I, I want to, you know, hang out with the older kids and, and I know I can do this and blah, 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 blah. Um, but yes, the, the, the part that got me the most was when, he, you know, like kind of stole jeans and was hiding them in the, in the locker. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and even as a kid, I realized how ridiculous this was. Like Tom Skerritt's character comes in after, after they find uh, Leah Thompson and Tate Donovan, and they come back, and, and he's the adult, he's the guy in charge, and he sees the robot in the locker, this priceless, probably million dollar, multi million dollar robot, and he just goes like, "Oh, okay," and then just kind of leaves. Yep, that was like, it. You just you just allowed this kid to <laughs> commandeer this million dollar robot? Oh my god! Oh yeah. It, the adults did nothing in this movie. They like, were it was awful. literally tailored to kids. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a standard 80s movie. Yeah, mm, yeah. The adults but, uh... suck at their job. <laughs> but that helped set my expectations. I'm like, okay, so mm-hmm. they're just going to be able to do whatever the heck they want to do. So, okay, cool. And then I kind of move on with that. But how about you, Richie? Yeah, I mean, favorite is... Uh... I mean, all right. So, so before I completely crap on this movie, <laughs> a couple good scenes in there. Like it wasn't a hundred percent awful the entire way through. Um, I, I, I'm with Jonesy. I think uh, you know when we first met Jinx, that was kind of interesting. Um, you know, as they were, um, you know, as we first meet the team and. Andy is giving out their assignments, you know, it's kind of seemed like, okay, like we might see something here. So, uh, but all that quickly got derailed and, uh, um, you know, Jinx started off as like, okay, I think that's my favorite character. Like I, I like this weird little robot thing. Mm-hmm. And he quickly became just an agent of chaos yeah. and, <laughs> I just absolutely hated that. Like, <laughs> like my said Max into space, and then like it's having you know this little robot's having this conversation with the NASA computer who has the super deep voice for some reason, I guess, because it's much larger, you know. So it, has, but um, yeah, it it quickly became just graining on me. Um, I think I think absolute worst scene. For me, though, has to be when they were getting the oxygen tanks from Daedalus. Oh. Um, you know, yeah, we we just put this giant scaffold into space, 
and there's absolutely nothing on it except three liquid oxygen tanks <laughs> just in the middle of the scaffold in the most inconvenient place possible, not hooked up to anything. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. And, you know, and somehow we were able to put the tanks there, you know, presumably another shuttle crew did this. Mm-hmm. We now can't get to it unless we have a kid strapped in this suit with, you know, oh, Tish, give me your belt. And, you know, this like, you know, size two girl <laughs> has a belt that's tied around her waist. And then all of a sudden there's like 30 feet of strap <laughs> on this kid yeah. to make <laughs> space suit small enough. So I, I think that whole sequence there, um, not to mention, hey, we only have 12 hours of oxygen. And then it takes us 30 minutes to get to Daedalus, and now we only have an hour left. <laughs> right. You know, the, that that whole sequence was probably just the absolute worst for me. <laughs> can we talk, because we're talking about how not real this movie is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about how all the NASA-trained engineers in that room missed the Morse code because somebody wasn't sitting at the desk? Oh, yeah. Like, in huge yeah. crisis, okay, and this is why I love Apollo 13. In a huge crisis, every single one of those chairs would be filled. In launching uh, one adult and a handful of kids into space accidentally is a huge crisis that would have national attention. Doesn't matter who you are, regardless of, of anything else. An accidental launch is huge. Everybody's going to know. And not a single person was in their chair. Yeah. They would have caught the Morse code immediately. Immediately. Yeah, but they had to save it until, you know, it was just about to, to, you know, climax into everyone dying. Just (laughs) dumb. Just (laughs) dumb. (laughs) Oh man! All right. What 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 other opinions did you have there, Jonesy? Well, okay. I mean, yeah, Richie's right. It wasn't all bad. There was some decent, you know, stuff in there. Um, it's funny that he mentioned the belt thing because I actually had a note about that too. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny that that uh, Leah Thompson's character, you know, asks Tish, "Hey, Tish, give him your belt." And yeah, the next scene, the kid's just absolutely wrapped in this thing. <laughs> It was just so funny to me. I had to write that part down, and it just, I'm glad Richie caught it because uh, that was to me just so ridiculous. But um, you know, it was. It is what it is. It's it's a mid '80s movie that um, is geared towards kids. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The adults are useless. There's plot holes everywhere. NASA's just a bunch of bumbling dummies. Um, Jinx is somehow this like super advanced AI, but is also a dumbass. And, um, <laughs> you know, you have this cast of characters who are like your typical 80s cast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have the, the dorky girl who's, who's, you know, obviously she's very attractive young woman. Um, but somehow, you know, she's this big dork who, you know, people don't really like her. And then. You have Tish, and then you have the the dude who's just like this, um, like macho ish kind of guy, and I don't know. It, it 
it's a very 80s movie. Um, mm. It had its moments. It wasn't the greatest thing on film. It's not the worst. Um, but it definitely could have used a little bit more love on the script um, in the writer's room. And, uh, yeah, a little bit more development on these, you know, very one-dimensional characters. So, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I felt like the, um, actually the intro was probably my favorite part, just the, uh, after watching it again, because it has the 80s movie, the 80s intro, like it felt like, oh, I'm about to get into a really good 80s movie. But then, yeah, obviously, as we're watching it now as adults, it's definitely uh, not the same feeling as a kid. This was one of the few that uh, I think all these blemishes really popped out for me more than any other movie I, that I would rewatch, you know? Right. It's, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. How about you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, this was, I, you know, the, the opening sequence was both entertaining and confusing. Like, you know, we see this, you know, a young Andy looking up at the stars and, and getting so excited because she sees John Glenn go by in his capsule, and but then it's like, okay, that's the extent of character development mm-hmm. that we're getting, Andy. Like, there's <laughs> absolutely no development, and that was the the theme of this whole movie: is what plot development, what character development, what story development. It's just like, hey, here's something new now, and it has nothing to do with anything we've already seen. Um. You know, I think of, you know, when uh, Jinx accidentally gives away that um, uh, Kevin and uh, um, Catherine, you know, went off to the launch pad. And then, like, okay, the robot gave it away. And the robot's the one who told Kevin how to get there. So Kevin knows the robot knows about it. But then all of a sudden he's mad at Max and, you know, Star Wars isn't real. You're not Luke's walker and like what where did this like there's no reason for any yeah. of this that's how it felt to me from one scene to the next it's just like all right here's a new problem it has nothing to do with anything we've talked about already and it's not going to have anything to do with anything coming up and that was just the whole movie mm-hmm. to me i disagree with your there's no character development what about the african-american kid wanting to open up a fry cook stand <laughs> in space <laughs> oh boy just yeah wants to give those uh space station astronauts yeah. their their first big mac in outer space, in outer space. <laughs> that's just dumb when they get a mac attack <laughs> that's oh, God. rudy his uh, name is rudy as a matter of rudy. I, I yeah, blocked yeah, that rudy. out <laughs> you blocked that out uh, that was i just, totally uh, forgot about that until you said <laughs> it's just so rough i mean like i thought the movie yeah it's it's uh it's not a diamond in the rough. It's just real rough. <laughs> uh, like like you guys said, it has all the earmarks of a, gr- a good, solid 80s film. You know, douche blonde, teenage romance, brainy girl, uh, grown-ups not knowing what they're doing at all. And, uh, and then the strong-willed female character projecting her dreams on this, this you know, young teenage girl instead. It just, uh, I mean, at least, you know, Max's character was okay. 
I guess, for a lot of it until he just... It, just really bad acting from a kid character. Uh, I'm not going to harp on it too much because it was his first attempt and he made a fantastic Joker. So, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> it just it just shows you with, with more opportunities and, and more practice that practice makes perfect. And I think the overall arching moral of the story is uh, never trust anything unless you can see where it keeps its brain. Because Jinx is just destructive. I was really mad that the robot became the evil villain. I mean, like, if that's not late 80s, early 90s, I don't don't know. (laughs) But, you know, just uh, in the world of AI that we're in, just keep saying thank you to Siri whenever she does something for you. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) It's just, just my recommendation. Yes, thank you, Alexa. Thank you, Siri. And and don't try to do, uh, uh, don't try to have a space movie in theaters after a very tragic failed space launch, mm-hmm. which is one of the main reasons why this movie tanked hard. Is because the Challenger disaster happened during that time frame. Yep, that's very true. Well, if if they'd already paid, you know, they put in. Twenty-five million into this movie, you know they gotta. You know, well, it like, bad time, it? you know, gotta make that money. Six back. six months, I think, is after it came out, uh, after the Challenger disaster, and everybody was telling the director, like, and all the execs, because I had researched it, of course. Um, people were like this is a bad idea this is a bad idea this is a bad idea there's there's movies fully made in today's world and they immediately scrap it mm-hmm. they do it because of situations like this they kill it they're like you know what we're not going to release the movie there's a there was a scooby-doo sequel i think there's a scooby-doo 3 actually out in the world that and was the most recent one i think right yeah, and the, and they just decide not to release it. One, they have like some tax write-offs and a bunch of other stuff that that they can contribute to it, but just the amount of press, because not all press is good press, especially in the movie world. It's just this was one of those times where you're like, I'm gonna eat it hard. <laughs> Yeah. So let's just not do it. Like, but they were like, "No, this 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 gives people hope about space." No, everybody hated space at that point. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wanted to go up. Everything was going to be bad and launching kids in space 6 months after the Challenger disaster is not smart and they paid for it hard. Yeah, they got some money back. Uh, I'm not saying that this movie wasn't successful in very small ways. There's been um, a lot of, you know, DVD extras. There was a 2017, um, and we'll link it, um, the the 2017 interview that I watched on YouTube. Leia Thompson spoke about how, you know, it was already bad at the start. It was 10 days behind schedule when they literally first day of shooting Mm-hmm. Um, biggest issue was, you know, how to, how to across the weightlessness, which to me was really badly done too. They basically put the stage on a gimbal. I will say the set construction itself was really great. Like they, it was a beautifully designed set, but just, they put it on a gimbal to kind of rotate them and they had to like mime 
being in space <laughs> is what it was. Like, that's literally what they were told to do was mime being in space. And you're saying six kids miming in space is not good. Five kids. Yeah. Like, that's just not – no. Yeah. Uh, you know, and on day one, they didn't know how to do it. Like, they were figuring yeah. all of that out throughout it. And, like, the director actually spoke about how his uh, how his first movie, he went and visited NASA as much as possible. He did all the smart things to do. But once when the whole Challenger disaster happened, he's like, yeah, we can do this because it's a positive movie. But he even admits now that that was really dumb. That was really dumb of him to do because it just people are going to see it as a cash grab on a tragedy which is bad don't do that but man uh, but even seeing it now uh, the good thing is that Leah Thompson did speak about how like she had to go to conventions and things like that and that you know girls would come up to her and say you know you're the reason why I'm you know in science and stuff like that mm. so it does does have some positive impact on the world but man, it could have been so much better. Yeah, I I, I understand. I, there was one thing, you know. I actually just realized I left off uh, when I was talking about the the stars of the movie. Uh, Kelly Preston playing um, Tish. Uh, I like Tish. Know, yeah, actually, you know, she starts off as like the the stereotypical ditzy girl. You're like, oh great, you know, we're gonna there's another stereotype coming along, and then she ends up having a freaking perfect memory, which is. You know, hey, good for the, you know, the, the Wesley a, Crusher. A little bit more than, yeah, than the stereotype at the time for sure. So, um, and then she ended up helping quite a bit. But, um, the, something that stood out to me right away, or not right away, but throughout the movie was, uh, Kate Capshaw. So, her character in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is the reason why that movie is the, my least favorite Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> I could not stand her character. Just, <laughs> screaming and whining the entire time right but in this movie i thought she was great like it redeemed kate capshaw in my mind because you know how you, you like especially when you're younger you might watch a movie and the bad guy is so bad that you hate the actor and you just you just you know, no matter oh, what they do you like just hate them everybody who hates dolores umbridge yes literally hates yes. her yes yeah. yes <laughs> yep that was definitely me with kate capshaw and uh indiana jones but now you know what redeemed i might watch go back and watch some older movies of her all right so when, when it comes to asking if the movie can be made today obviously uh, we would have way better technology way better preparation we've made some really fun space movies but i don't know how they would get around it, w it would be fun to see how they write in the uh, inadequacies of all the adults uh, at Space Camp. And plus, uh, Space Camp is only, right now, it's only taking place in Mississippi, I believe. Or Alabama. 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 Uh, sorry, Alabama. Didn't mean to mix you up with Mississippi. Totally different states. Um, Poor Alabama. They get the short end of the stick a lot, too. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't even think, is there even a sh an actual shuttle there? I don't think so, right? Like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they, uh, how they could incorporate, but uh, yeah, it totally could be done. It would just be they they need to get some shit right and not uh, not have so many plot holes. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Richie? Well, uh, 
considering that you know there's no longer a shuttle program, uh, you know I I don't know how that would work today. Um, you know maybe maybe they could remake it as you know a bunch of interns for SpaceX or something. I, I don't yeah, know. True. But uh, you know <clears throat> then they can just have uh you know Elon you know, not knowing what's going on in the control center, <laughs> I guess. I don't, I don't know. He fires but, everyone um, except for himself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it probably could be made today. You could probably figure out a way to do it and, uh, you know, definitely have a lot better, um, you know, uh, effects than these horribly done overlays of a space shuttle model. Mm-hmm on top, you know, overlaid on top of the space backdrop. Um, but I mean, I, I guess you, I mean, ultimately, I guess the, uh, you know, kids being put in a position they shouldn't be in and having to overcome the doubt of the adults. I mean, that's, that's a pretty timeless movie, Yeah. you know, concept. So in that case, uh, yeah. You could probably do it. Yeah, I agree. I think it it can be made today. Um, yeah, obviously a lot of the plot details would have to be rewritten, um, and it's. Uh, I think it already kind of has been remade. Uh, I don't know if you guys are fans of the show Community, but oh. uh, there's a season two episode called Basic Rocket Science, yes, where so the good. study group gets hauled away. Yeah, it, it's it's fantastic and. So they're in this, you know, um, like a shuttle simulator, and um, it gets towed away chicken. from their parking lot, <laughs> and so they're totally stuck inside. <laughs> and uh, you know, Abed has to bring them back, and uh, it's this whole thing. But that in thirty minutes is a better Space Camp movie to me than Space Camp. <laughs> so it, it definitely can all be all the like standard space astronauts get launched and something bad happens like mm-hmm. that episode was really well done because they had a lot of apollo 13 references in there too yeah. yeah absolutely you know the map of you know the gas stations with thumbs that aren't thumbs it was <laughs> that was a, that's really good i love that episode it was a good one yeah but uh so, there actually go. are remaking this movie if you guys really? didn't know yeah nope disney plus in 2020 um, they decided to move forward with the remake. Um, wow. Some Saturday Night Live writers are, are writing the script. Uh, we'll, I'll link the article. But they are kind of moving forward with it. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, like, it, it's, it's a smart idea to go to. I mean, Astronauts in Trouble is always going to sell tickets in some way, shape, or form. Um you know my favorite movie of uh, of this kind of genre, this kind of script, is Rocket Man, which came out mm-hmm. in in nineteen nineties. One of my favorite films ever. Uh, in fact, when I was telling my brother, because I, I have a couple, I was like, "Hey, you know, yeah, I got to record. I got I got to do this session about this movie, the uh, space movie." He's like, "Oh, is it Rocket Man?" And I was like, <laughs> "No, sorry, dude. It it's way worse." Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, it's the same type of situation, uh, mm-hmm. astronauts in space that, that aren't supposed to be there. And now they're the pinnacle of, of saving the mission. 
Um, but I mean like that, and I loved Apollo 13. I thought that was really well, well done and, and it deserved all its accolades that it got. I don't know if, if doing a, a remake of this movie, the Hollywood's very much in a, let's remake everything scenario mm-hmm. that's over, yeah, yeah. you know, 20 years old. Um, to capitalize on the nostalgia and everything else like that. As as long as another, you know, failed rocket doesn't happen, I'm sure it'll do well. Uh, hopefully they cut out a lot of the Star Wars references and make it Mandalorian references, maybe. I don't I don't know. I know Jones would love that if they did that all Mandalorian. That would make it so much worse. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, like, it just... Mm, it definitely can be remade. Should it? I don't know. Hollywood doesn't have a lot of originality yeah. uh, currently, for sure. So, but I mean, Saturday Night Live writers are really good at writing, so we'll we'll see how that pans out. Um, are there other? So it made me think of this. So when, when you're talking about the premise of uh, kids being in adult situations that they in in real life they would never be allowed to be in. Uh, but it makes for a fun movie for kids because you want, you know, every kid or most, a lot of kids want to be, you know, uh, have those abilities or whatever. So there, there was a movie in the nineties. I actually auditioned for it as a kid. Funny enough. Um, it was called cop and a half. Do you remember that? No. Yes. So it was this kid who was a murder (laughs) witness and he only, he refused to testify unless he's given the chance to be a cop. And Burt Reynolds is the cop. That he's paired with, mm-hmm. and so it was this <laughs> buddy cop movie, but with a child who I think he gets a hold of. Like I can't remember the movie. I'm pretty sure he gets a hold of a gun at some point. Um, you know, he's like writing tickets and stuff like that. But are there other movies out there that you guys can think of, like where like a kid becomes a firefighter or a kid? Yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. That was a, very oh, much yeah. a. <laughs> I guess in a way, but like they would have actual... never been in that situation. Yeah, yeah. What? What? Like an actual? Hmm, I'm trying to think of an actual, like just like the stereotypical uh, uh, adult jobs. That all of the Doos, Doogie Hauser show. Yeah, yeah that that uh, rookie of the year. Rookie right of the year. That's a good one. Rookie of the, the year. Angels in the outfield. I was just about to say that. Yes, that's that's Richie. perfect. <laughs> but that's that, I mean that's a successful way to do it. They did, yeah. That's that's for, yeah. Angels in the outfield kind of thing. Um. Well, no, actually, that wasn't. Uh, There's no kids. I don't think playing. Right. That was mm-hmm. just fans. Yeah. But yeah, it's but it's, it's centered funny. around kids. Yeah, like, yeah. It's centered around the, the kid, not the players. Though, but yeah. Anyways, yeah. It just it made me think about all the movies that that could be based around that concept. Uh, I, don't, I just don't know if kids now would care enough about that like we did in the 80s and 90s. What about the Goonies? I think that's kind of a... Yeah, but they did that themselves. There was... I mean, I guess their brother was with them, but I wouldn't call him an adult, necessarily. That's fair. He really wasn't an adult. No. <laughs> no he wasn't. <laughs> I'm going in the man. This is the where the men go. Yeah, exactly. Best. Oh man! All right. So, final final thoughts uh, on this film, then, Mister Ritchie. Well, how are we going to score this one, Jamie? Oh, what's our uh, rating? Our scale going to be? Well, I, I think we have some options here. We have uh, we can we can use Jax himself. I mean, he's such a perfect little silhouette of, of a bot to use. Um, 
We can use shuttles. Or we can use incredibly long belts. What do you guys think? Oxygen tanks. Oxygen tanks. I'm going with oxygen tanks. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I always have good ones, man. <laughs> I always pick the stupidest prop out of the whole movie. All right. So how many oxygen takes do you want to give it? Let's see. So uh, I actually had the opportunity to go to space camp when I was oh, a kid. What? Lucky. On a school field trip. Tell the whole story. I kind of buried the lead on that yeah. one. And, uh, and it was nothing like this movie. And I'm kind of bummed about that. Like I didn't get to fly into space, so I feel <laughs> chipped off. So uh, right I'm gonna I'm gonna give this uh, I'm gonna give this one and a half liquid oxygen tanks out of five. Okay, solid, solid, solid. I I think I'm just a little bit more generous. I'm giving it two oxygen tanks, um, only because of Jinx being just weird <laughs> that's that's pretty much it <laughs> okay um I, this might be my even though i still yeah I, I would never say i hated it by any means but um and i'd probably watch it if it was on tv but yeah i will give it two two out of five oxygen tanks that are conveniently just out of reach <laughs> but not protected in any other way yeah, I'm 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 gonna agree with Richie. Like the only thing that really saves this is the set design for me and, and I mean like they did a lot of research. Like I'm gonna say one and a half oxygen tanks just to make sure that, you know, the kid who went to space camp isn't alone. Mm-hmm. So There we go. I'll be there for you, Richie. No problem. Fair enough. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so let's uh let's see what our next movie is going to be when we're dipping into the 90s Ooh, what do we got is going to be good leon oh, the professional finally another good movie what the heck is this what don't even don't even do you really not know richie are you being facetious i i really have no clue what this is Natalie Portman, Jean Reno, Gary um, Oldman. With Richie on this one, I don't, I don't know this one. I'm excited. What? I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's. I'm looking at getting it back now. to the rated I've R. Never <laughs> spectrum. Leon the Prof- I have never heard what? of this thing in my life. Oh, oh man! My God. Well, I think you guys are going to be in for a treat then. Cause I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I won't say anything about the movie. Mm-hmm. I'll let you guys form your own opinion. But I'm looking forward to this discussion. The is this another one where the kid is in adult situations? <laughs> in, in, in a way, way. I, actually, yes. <laughs> Funny enough. <laughs> so much more well done. Though, Stay but. tuned for that one. Then. I'm, I wonder all if, right, if cool. we're cool. finding a theme with my movie collection. It'd be funny if they all turn out to be kids in adult situations. <laughs> yeah, right. We just go back. I mean, like, we have Beetlejuice, right? Yeah, and then I think the Justice League movie we watched was kids <laughs> writing and directing a movie. Yes. So <laughs> they were playing the lead roles or the lead writer director. Yes, hundred percent. And all the special effects. I don't know. I think kids would have come up with a better uh, idea. I'm sure. That. Yeah, that's, that's and it would have been probably equally a train wreck, but probably would have been ten times more entertaining. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> agree. Oh man. All right. Well, I look forward to the next one for sure. Hopefully, we can uh, get it going soon. Um, but yeah, that was 
a, a mild ride indeed. Yes, <laughs> thank you for that. Movie. <laughs> I'm glad you guys get to enjoy it. Well, quote unquote, enjoy. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyways, all right. That's uh. Thanks for joining us for this memorable visit with Space Camp. All right, See you fellas. later. Bye. Bye. The Death of VHS is recorded and produced by John Walls, Dylan Bailey, Jamie Johnson, Abe Ponce, and me, Richie Stevens. Editing by Jamie Johnson. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at Death of VHS, and come join us on our Discord to hang out uh, with us and other fans and to discuss the latest episode. You can find the link for our Discord in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Death of VHS.